thought I'd check in um, and say hi and tell you guys um, how I've been aside from having bad hair days. Um, but I did kind of dye my white hair to just a while. Um, we're snowed in here in Ohio. Um, let me show you guys out my window so you can see what snow we have in a second. Now, it's not as bad as the house where Sarah is. But the storms here, right? The, what is it called? Snowmageddon, right? Snowmageddon my ass, but whatever, right? Um, <clears throat> it's been a little bit hard, you know, because I have my cousin here. I have to, like, take her out and do things, so it's, like, super stressful because I don't want her going back to Greece and reporting to my mom that I'm really sick because my mom's sick. I, I don't, you know, and anytime she has a, Oh, my health's not so good, honey. Blah, blah, blah. I tell her it's because you got the vaccine. And, you know, that's usually how the conversation ends. But, um, letters, guys. We need to be sending out all those letters, those retention letters. I wanted to tell you guys uh, what happened yesterday. Met with the lawyers. And what was funny is, Warner, um, I had taken my cousin down with me to Akron. And so... I dropped her off at something called the Summit Mall, and I was like, just go walk around and stuff until um, I'm done. And um, we had a meeting for like two hours. You know, um, there's two social media companies um, that are part, they're two separate lawsuits. It's a little bit. It's um, it's gonna be odd. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out with the one. If, I mean, in the state of Ohio, I can actually sue for a crime because there's a crime committed, but it's like I, there's no way I'm gonna get a prosecutor to actual prosecute um, an online platform, especially when it's agency. But um, so that's one. Um. Another one, the other one is, you guys know that um, I was banned for a platform, and the reason I was given was because of my profile. So, what does that mean? My face or my name, which would mean that that social media platform also got a DHS letter, like the one on Twitter. So, I can't say much. I'm trying to figure out. Um, how to do it, I, you know, it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, it's going to be very interesting, actually. Um, I'm trying to think what I can and can't say. As you guys saw, because um, I share it, I've been going hard on Brian Cates and because he's low-hanging fruit and, you know, he just needs to go away. Uh, but the reason I did that is because the same journalists that ignored the Biden laptop are the same ones that ignored uh, the the reporting from before the elections and right after the elections of a coup that was being planned. Um, and all these people are complete opportunists, you know. Um, I want to show Tracy Bean's texts, but I don't want to cause any harm to my friend Laura because she's a stellar journalist and a stellar person. I would never... Um, do anything to cause her more turmoil than she's already been through. And they know that. 
but there's no need for me to prove that, you know, Brian Cates fucking saw my article from five months before. When I revamped it to put it on my friend's site, he'd get me fired. What an idiot he is. He's so disgusting. Um, but that's the way all of them are. And just like Steve Bannon said, they'll pay them enough so they just shut up and not bite. That's exactly what the digital stringers are. And it's about time we cut them off. President Trump is cutting all of them off. There's going to be no outside media anymore. And they all got notice. You can't trust the media because it's all about interest. And I think uh, one thing I wanted to tell you guys, you know, what I'm doing, which is pretty much um, trying to continue uh, researching, reporting, and educating, right? That is what journalism should be. Journalists shouldn't just be like, oh, you know, hi, this is a lighter. I'm reporting. This lighter is blue. They're supposed to tell you, by the way, it says MK on it. There's a sticker that's like this. Why would the sticker be like this? Oh, maybe this, you know, education. And the problem that we have is that I think what we need to do is change the way the media is done. And I'm trying to do this proof of concept of it where it's – um. News media should not have interest, should not be funded other than the people. And I'll tell you my thoughts and how I'm trying to put together the structure plan to make it a proposal, a, a formal proposal um, for legislation. So in England, to have television, right, like BBC and stuff like that, you have to get something called a TV license. You'd be like, what? Just to even have a TV in your house, I kid you not, you need something called a TV license. And why Britain did that was because people to have a television, like if you didn't have a, if you didn't have a TV license, they actually send people to your house to check, right? They used to. I don't know if they do it now with the internet. Everything's digital. But if you used to um, have a home, um, you know, and say you moved in or bought a home. If you don't, if there's no registered TV license at the home, they actually send like TV police. I kid you not. And they come in and they see if you have a television. And if you have a television and you haven't paid for a TV license, you like get like this massive fine. So the Brits, what they do is they have people pay to have um, TVs, just TVs, to have a TV in your home. Um, and by paying for the TV, you're allowed to watch the news. And that's how they pay for things. That includes Sky News and if you got cable and stuff, because I lived there. Even if you got cable, you would have to pay your TV license. I think it was like 75 pounds the last time I paid, um, if I remember correctly. That's 75, you know, it, it's pound to, if the pound is equating to a dollar, it would be $75 a year, right? And so that would cover the costs for BBC because the citizens are paying to have these news. But obviously they're getting ads too, so I guess the crown is getting rich. But I think, and I'm going to propose um, an alternate form of um, media, and not so much uh, the TV license, but media access, meaning that the news should be accessed by the people. Now we have TV um, sorry, media on, on our TVs, our computers, I believe that they should have the people paying for media, for news. Like, 
let's say, for example, CNN. We don't like CNN, right? But I'm just saying. Um, if CNN is doing good reporting, then CNN will be getting a dollar from every household that has access to their news reporting. And think of it. That would be for one month, if 100 million people are watching, that's $100 million, right? And they get money to continue. If we want unbiased news, we have to have news that are not funded by corporations or governments. We need to have that separately. We need to be able to segregate that because even uh, online, when we're watching reporters report, like I saw POTUS share an article from the Gateway Pundit today talking about the Georgia Supreme Court. And I'm like, what the fuck? I reported that shit in August. In, in November, I think I gave a call to action. I actually discussed it with Ohio to cite that Ohio Supreme Court and sue the shit out of your local officials because you can't. I told everyone you should be doing that because the Ohio, the Georgia Supreme Court gave you, um, precedent to say, no, me and my friends, we don't like this mayor. We should be able to sue him. We don't like this secretary of state. We should able be able to sue him. We don't like this governor. We should be able to sue him. Remember, we had it on the 16th of November because I looked at it and I was like, is this like a Mandela effect? Did this not happen? Like, why is Jim Hoff suddenly writing an article on shit I reported on over a month ago? Right. So I was like, you know, it is bizarre, right? Just how horrific the news are these days they're all interest driven who pays you is who gets a voice if you know if Zelensky's paying you then you put all Zelensky stuff right so in this digital age there's a way that we can sequester it where the we can structure our media and that's what I've been trying to do a proof of concept all these years you know when I worked at Red State Talk Radio if you guys remember there were ads that were playing I never made money off those ads. Scott Adams of Red State Talk Radio was taking all of that money. The pillows people bought, the things. He would make all that money. He gave me nothing, okay? Nothing. And what I wanted to show is is that, you know, slowly you can build the media empire, right, correctly. And people should have input on that. And I think that we have to do this appropriately. Going forward to restructure the way people actually get their news that they're not biased. And one might say, well, maybe it'll be okay for like, you know, three years and then go pear shape. And then here we are again with fake news and whatever. Well, that's where the person has the option of just not paying anymore. You know, if you want to be informed, you should be able to have that. Now, that's a project I've been working on um, for a while. And I was, you know, I, I've been set back due to, you know, coughing so hard that it accelerated something that already was there that I had no idea of, or else I would have been a little bit more ahead on my timeline. But, for example, let's pretend that, you know, how Apple has their news app, right? We should have, like, a news app that is actual news. Everything else will be, you know, boutique or non-mainstream. But to have mainstream, like a C-SPAN, you know how C-SPAN always streams the House, right? Always streams the Senate. We should have one that we know that's not BS, but people will not pay for it if it is. 
and they're not allowed to take any advertising money nor no corporate funding. Everything will be done by the shareholders, which are the people and people will be voting on, you know, the reporters, the reporting, they will be rating it quality. That's something that I've been working on and I'm putting it out there publicly just in case anyone gets wild ideas of saying that they're doing it. Here's my um, verbal explanation for it. So to have non-fake news, you have to have actual news and it has to be aggregated by actual people, people that are in it, Un unbiased. Like I'm, I'm biased when I talk about things only when I'm angry, but usually I'm actually very, the majority of the time I'm middle, <coughs> sorry, I'm middle of the road. So uh, I'm just saying I've been trying to do this proof of concept to show growth. And one way that I showed that growth was on Twitch, where it was kind of like a very steady curve. Obviously, I don't have the statistics now because um, they banned me because my um, my profile was dangerous. Mm. Having said that, we'll get it done. I am really, really really, really trying. Um, tell you guys what I've been up to. So yesterday I was trying to start, sort out, um, medical bills, funding, some more plasma, right? Went to my lawyer, ate at his Christmas party. He invited me to his company Christmas party. How awesome is that? And then I met another client whistleblower that was there. Um, my cousin got to sit down and just be in a room of lawyers and she was vaccinated. I think she was the only vaccinated person in the room too. So, um, that was kind of fun. Uh, and today I promised that I would take her to the mall. So we're going to go to the mall so she could buy gifts for family overseas and stuff like that. I think I'm going to wear two Spanx today. I wore one yesterday. Didn't really work out. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to wear two. Um, um, you could DM it to me, Rockstar. Um, or just send it to one of the admins. They'll get it to me. Okay, I will, Sai. Um, okay. So, um, so today I'm going to do that. So I'm going to be walking around. So I'm probably going to be bitchy. I've been bitchy all morning because I couldn't sleep last night from the pain. And the thing is, because we're working round the clock for this J6 docu that keeps opening up rabbit holes. And I'm like, damn it. So I think it was the same thing that happened with the team that was working on um, Enjoy the Show. You're going, but you can't not say this. And it's like, but what? Is it going to be like 20 hours long, right? <laughs> we have to like. Um, we, I've been, we're working, uh, today I wanted, I, last night I wanted to do a voiceover, but my voice was so sore I couldn't, and I was like, oh, I'll do it today, I'm still a little bit rough, so I'm not, I'm trying to get the voiceover done, um, but I'm also trying, um, to make sure that, that it's, I have to not go the direction of exposing the assets, but exposing the operation. Like, obviously, Melanie Wenger was one of many, and there were many there, but it has to be sequestered. And I'm sure many of you read the report from Congress, and Ali Akbar's name was mentioned 131 times in that document. So, um, it's like, like, 
if you read it, I was right. I told you he's going to be the reason they're going to arrest the president, and you can see that now. Um, you could definitely see that. I was right. And that's why I followed him. And one thing Dustin told me, you know, when I was telling Dustin and the Kremers and Jennifer, yo, there's some foreign crypto coming in. That was the FTX money. The thing is, they went, that money went to senators. Brian Cates got some of that crypto so that he can pay people to go with buses. He was like on Clout Hub, which was an IO, right? In those chat rooms, it's literally they're mining your data and trying to activate you to do shit. And he was telling people in his little chat group, oh, here's some money to reimburse you for going to DC or, oh, here, you could go on this bus. That shit was paid with FTX crypto. And the thing is, what Dustin told me is when he was grilled by them, um, you know, they were having these discussions, but Nick, Nick Fuentes actually mentioned the actual Bitcoin that I was talking about back then. I was way ahead of the game. And here's the reason. The Fed had an op, right? So rather than talk about that op, um, they wanted to keep it quiet because they're like, oh, we're going to use the Feds in Antifa as cover so we could do our op. But then that our op was actually compromised by assets that work for the FBI and the Obama administration, like Ali Akbar, right, Brennan people. And so there was an op, an op, then an op to use the op for cover, and then an op that infiltrated the op for cover. And then here comes Tori in, in the middle, smashing shit like Wreck-It Ralph, with Millie, like, no, this, this, and they silenced us. That's what happened. And what's funny is these DHS documents that they dropped, Sunrise videos were there, Shadowgate was there. My name is on some of them. I know that for a fact. My handles are. And it's like, that's the thing. And and, and I've been calling it out. Like, Steve Bannon saying, oh, you know, for these red digital grift, red string grifters, we'll pay you just enough to keep your mouth shut is exactly it. So he says it and it's okay, but I'm calling it out and I'm an op. You know, when I see people calling me names, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not even helping. And I see it within your groups. You guys are being op too. You have people in there that want to be in charge. Remember when we did the letters for the election retention of data, right? There were people in your groups that took that, went to Mike Lindell, took his money and sold it as their idea. That's why the media said Mike Lindell did it. Because, you know, obviously Mike Lindell is a person of interest to them. They want to take him out. So these thirsty people come in and then they sell it like it's their idea, Right. And they're like, oh, look, we came up with this idea. And he's like, wow, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And they went. And in your state groups, you have people that want to be in charge, that want to take your information. And then they bitch when they're banned or they're like suing each other because they're not more in charge enough. It's like a cluster. And the thing is, you guys got to stand back and say, damn, this is a super op. Okay. Because I know all of us can get catty at some point. When you're in a group, you can get catty, but you got to stay focused. What's the point of getting the title in Tiara if your nation fucking fails for you to get a title in Tiara? It makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. 
It's like right now, like Tracy Beans is on Twitter all thirsty posting because she's hoping that someone like at OAN or Newsmax will hire her so she could sit there and read a script and do things. She's a loser too. And like I told Brian Cates, when I testify, I'm going to have truth Tourette's. It'll be like, oh, and da-da-da. Brian Cates is a walking dildo. And I'll just make it public record. Uh, So-and-so is a fake journalist. Uh, You know, just to make it public record. I'll do it. Uh, At least I'll have it on tape. And I'll make sure I will. Because all of these people seem not to understand that, you know... Pegasus software, well, that's the old one. If you know about it, it's not even that important, okay? They can see their messages. Like I said, I would see the Zoom calls between the QAnon digital conspiracy ones, the ones that were making money. You should see the shit they talked about or the orders they would be barked to. We need to amplify this. We need to focus on this. It was a fucking influence op. And it's like I'm watching it and I'm like, whatever. You know, this is so dumb. Um, wait, what'd you say? Bannon is badmouthing you? Where did he badmouth me? Picking up my phone. Where's he badmouthing me? Is that, did he? No, he wouldn't. Bannon knows real. He knows that I'm out of control, that no one can control me, and I will not. Bannon would never badmouth me. Why would he? He knows where I sit. He knows where I stand. I'm consistent. I don't flippy-flop. Now, Bannon, actually, (laughs) I give him credit for this, right? When Millie and I were constantly reporting about the federal coup, she had, like, operational maps. You know, the ones that they're saying, oh, 21-year-old CIA analyst analyst found. It's bullshit. Remember, Jack Posobiec got that because Millie was trying to get her story out because no one would talk to her. Why? Because they threw her in jail. Oh, you mean they tainted her reputation. Oh, because they preemptively knew the shit she was working on. So they threw her in jail, called her names, made her look really bad so nobody trusts her. They call her a grifter and say she beat her mom and shit. And don't you get it? Don't you get it? That's what they did to me in 2017. And that's the funny thing. They target you before you can cause damage because they... Read your emails, listen to your phone calls, watch your texts. So what they do is they try to assassinate your character. That's what they did with me. Like when I saw Brian Cates like, don't make me focus on you. I'm going to do this. I was like, bitch, where are you coming from? Don't you get it? I had 19 attorney generals. That includes the head attorney general investigating me. They had secret subpoenas. Oh, what happened? Try again. There we go. I said, I got secret subpoenas where they had all my bank accounts, everything that weren't even legal subpoenas and the banks complied. I'm the own Gate City Bank. I'm telling you that right now. I had the FBI and the CIA helping them because Wayne Stedgem used to be fucking with Obama because he's a limp-wristed bitch, right? And he'd like, he was a bottom, okay? Facts, okay? Facts. And so they all colluded to try to get me in a box. If anybody actually reads the interrogatories, they were like questions that you would answer to get a job as CIA fucking director. 
Where have you lived since you were 18? What schools did you go to since you were 18? Tell me this. Has anybody actually read my fucking case? And if you actually get the transcripts, I told the judge from day one, dude, the Constitution says I don't have to give him shit. Just because he feels like investigating me, he's not showing me a complaint. He could just come up in here and say, give me your phone. Fuck that. You know what he said? Well, I don't think he's doing that. He has secret subpoenas. Why don't you ask him, judge? He's like, I don't have to ask him because he wouldn't do it. So nobody fucking reads. Why character assassination? Why character assassination? Because then they don't talk about the stuff you have to say. You don't throw people under the bus. But what's important is, um, you know, Brian Cates wants to be important. He's a piece of shit. He's a walking dildo. He's a paper boy. He's going to come at me. Bitch, I finished a degree during an op, okay? I was there getting cover so I could penetrate to find out where disease X was coming from, and I got myself a degree while I was at it. In two years, the fuck did you do? I knew what was happening with COVID. You know why Millie was demonetized from YouTube? Remember the video with the toilet paper where I had the mask on the head? Before the lockdowns, where we told you, well, I, I said, you're going to get mandatory vaccines. You're going to get a COVID passport. We talked about the African, show me your papers with your vaccines, right? How did we know that before anybody even knew what COVID was? That's because I've been following it all this time. This is how you take people out. You follow the money. Oh, North Dakota. Yeah. Just so happened that I ran into pedo tracks and pushing around Native Americans so that they could test shit and do whatever with the cartels. I was there for Microsoft. Remember, when COVID hit, where did the app software come from? North Dakota. Remember, Doug Burgum? Oh, we have the CARES app, you know, whatever he called it. And he was all on TV, all proud of himself. I knew exactly what was coming. They knew what I was doing. I was taking wrenches and throwing shit at them. But at the same time, I was still getting marshals arrested, still getting sheriffs arrested. Right now, there's people in North Dakota that are going through a grand jury, right? There's a grand jury right now, and they're asking me to provide testimony in two cases that had to do with stuff that I was investigating. And one of those groups, one of those groups was the one that was harassing me. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. Well, you know, whatever. You were just dumb then. I don't ask anyone to take anything of what I say to face value because disinformation and misinformation is key. That's how you confuse the enemy. You don't tell the enemy what to do because as long as you talk shit and say things, but then in there you actually put the truth and people that know know where to hear it, suddenly they can't catch you, right? And that's key. What they do is character assassination. Everyone kept telling me in 2020, you're just upset that Ali exposed you. And I was like, dude, that gay prostitute for the right that collects blackmail while he drugs people. You're going to tell me that gay prostitute, I care what he has to say? Look at him. I don't care. I'm telling you he's orchestrating with these people for a coup. He was doing dry runs. For one thing, I can tell you that the select committee got that shit right. I told you that Alex Jones and Ali Akbar, and I told you this a long time ago, are going to be the reason they're going to arrest Trump. Look at that. I was right. So 
it wasn't because I was upset with him. I wasn't upset with him talking smack about me. I've got some thick-ass skin. If people actually knew the things that I have done in my life for my country, you'd realize just how thick-skinned I am. I had to put up with things where I named my own identity for my country, where I, oh, and, and, and I want to, but I can't. You know, I have some people saying, oh, you can't say that. What kind of that are you? And it's like, girl, you think I'm talking about it now? I've been testifying. My NDA expired. I'm good to go. Come and get me. Brandon, I can't wait. Can't wait. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to expose all the pocket assets the agency has within this nation and outside. And these pocket assets, not all of them are as smart and as charming as myself. A lot of them run BLM, Momentum. They run Sunrise Movements, pocket assets. You know what that means? Do you know what that means? That means there's no 201s. That means there's no record of these people. And only high-level SESs know who they are. That's what it means. That way, and you know, what's the weirder part? That we have pocket assets that are not American citizens. Of course, the majority of them are that are Chinese, that are Russian, that are Iranian, that are Saudi, that are from Qatar. We have a lot of them from Eritrea, Kenya, and Somalia, too. That's what we need to be focusing on. That's how terrorism happens. Because to think that there could be an Iranian asset that we have no record of living in America under an assumed identity with actual knowledge, knowledge of operations, knowledge of planning, knowledge of where we hide data, where our safe sites are, where our clandestine annexes are, you know, that actually is a big deal. That's a matter of national security. And then we could go on about the whole Antarctica shit at Vostok. That'll be fun. But... These are the things that we as Americans should be caring about. If you're talking to someone, well, I'm talking to you, but kind of pretending that it's a two-side conversation here. That falls into that category. A type of intelligence that's outsourced, third removed, fourth removed to these dummy companies just so that they can get paid. That no one knows about that you probably will never see in their real form. I mean, you're seeing me in my real form now, but you've probably interacted with me in the past, maybe. And I'm talking to the journalists that are on here. And you didn't even know it was me. I mean, Lindsey Graham and McCain interacted with me, who I've interacted with many times, right before they hustled that dossier over to Mother Jones in D.C. in October of 2016, and I looked like Jelly Roll. Yeah. And that was it. They didn't know it was me. I looked like, je- I looked like a smaller version of Jelly Roll. All I had to say was that I was with a specific embassy, had my little disguise on, patted my boobies down. Well, you know, big guys have boobies too, so... So, I didn't have any face tat. <laughs> but, you know, when you're fatter, it's harder to use disguise. Um, 
because when I was smaller, you know, I would be like a really hot Middle Eastern or hot Italian guy, right? Hence why I check out ladies. I think I was playing the role too much that I'd still check out the ladies. Uh, just saying. I mean, come on. I've done those Snapchat filters where I look like a dude. I look hot. Uh, and they say that if you like the way, if you, if you want to find a partner, you're going to have to have your standards cap out at what you look like as a man. And I'm like, damn. I'm a damn one million on the scale of one to ten as a dude. Mm. Yeah, with Jelly Roll, I want to say when I, well, I just said Jelly Roll because that's what when I had the facial hair, right? Funny story. No, I can't. I had facial hair, and um, I washed it off or whatever. But I went on the airplane. And I had some here, and it looked like I was just a chick with, like, really long hairs because I didn't take the, the, um... <laughs> I didn't unglue them! <laughs> so, I went around in public like I am myself, but I still had, like, straggling long hair. <laughs> so, it was funny. That's the problems with disguise, but whatever. It's like, whatever. Anyway, I'm babbling here. Look, guys, we're going to be fine. I want you guys to be persistent. We have someone in our group that has attempted three times to file at SCOTUS, and they finally, you know, filed today. Fantastic. Right? Finally accepted. I think they were pushing them around with the whole checks, and we didn't get payment. We're not filing it. Today it was filed. So that was fantastic. January 6th, we've got SCOTUS. For me... You know, I'm excited because mine is a constitutional question. It's not about me. It's about our nation, right? It's about our nation. Just, hey, we should all have equal. Yes, Biscuit, come to your chair. Come on, babe. We should all have the same equal opportunity. I know a lot of people are on the DeSantis train, off the DeSantis train. Let me just give you a scenario. Just think of it this way. Let's talk DeSantis for just a second. I'm going to give you stuff on DeSantis. He's a bad guy. DeSantis is like mm, doing half-ass shit, kind of against COVID, but not really, but doing. And then the GOP's like, hey, DeSantis, what's up? Want to be our candidate? And Trump's like, fuck the GOP. You want DeSantis? You can have DeSantis. No, 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 no. And then Trump's like, you know what? I'm running. And they're like, oh, who's the GOP going to re, you know, who are they going to endorse? They want DeSantis. Now, if I were DeSantis and Trump, here's what I would do. I would be like, ew, I like DeSantis. And DeSantis is like, oh, it's okay. It's like, whatever, you know, nah, nah, nah. And they're going back and forth. GOP's like, love affair with DeSantis. They love him. So then they're like, yeah, Trump, we want DeSantis, says Mitten's niece, who had spies hijacking our RNC data. That's another story. And it's like, oh, shit. And DeSantis is like, yeah, man, I'll run for president as a Republican. And then so Trump is like, yeah, you want DeSantis? Take him. I'm going independent. And then everyone's like, whoa, Trump's going to lose. Independence never win. Oh, my God, this is terrible. And then down the line, right, 
right before, you know, like super stream before conventions, right? A couple months before the RNC convention, DeSantis goes, you know what? I don't want to run for president. I like being governor. And then the GOP is stuck with no candidate. And then it's Trump is an independent, whatever Democrat you think. And the GOP is like, uh, hey, Mitt Romney, want to run? Hey, Paul Ryan, want to run? Or Kasich? Or maybe Polis? Oh, what do we do? And suddenly Trump destroys both parties just like that. I'm just saying, like, that could happen. The GOP would be like, you know, maybe DeSantis is like, yeah, I'll run. And then he's running and the GOP's like, yeah, DeSantis. And Trump's like, yeah, but that, I'm independent. No, no, no. And then right before, this is just speculating or hypothetical, right before conventions, like four months before, he drops in. He's like, you know, I just want to stay as governor. And then the GOP's like, you can't do that shit. He's like, yeah, I fucking can't. So, I mean, that would be funny. I mean, could you imagine? They just sit there. Like, wait, did you just, what? I'm just saying, that would be a really good script. See, this script right now hasn't been written. Trump's the script writer. But I'd like that script. I'd like the script where they're like, nee, 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 fighting, and everyone's like, yeah, DeSantis, yeah, DeSantis. And then DeSantis is like, no, nah, I'm going to stay governor. I fully support President Trump. <laughs> Maybe they could put Liz Cheney <laughs> on the ballot for the GOP. Whatever. I'm just saying. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? It would be the best freaking rug pull on the parties ever. Everyone would lose their mind. I'd like that. I think that that would be a good script. Because I'm just putting it out there as scripts are being written now. You know, past, present, and future are simultaneous. We get to write that stuff. Remember that. Now, while other people are like, yeah, maybe he'll run his VP. No. He needs to stay. What is it? Stay in your lane? Biscuit, you're so weird. My cat's so old and weird now. Right? I'm a little bit upset that my, my clandestine Twitter account was verified, but I still don't have mine. Um, but it's okay. So anyway, that's what I was thinking. Um, it would be all right. I think that would be... Yes, Biscuit, can I help you? Um, that would be something that I'd be for. I'd be like, yeah. Huh? I mean, considering President Trump loves surprises, I think that would be the best one. I think the best one would be that they actually keep, like, you know, bantering back and forth. And then he's like, all right, well, I'm running as an independent. And then as an independent, the left will like him, the middle left, they'll freaking go after it. They'll be like, yeah. And then when he adds Alveda King to the ticket, damn. So the right is going to go hard on DeSantis. We can't have Trump. We need structure. We need borders. We need this. And DeSantis is going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's going to be like, oh, you know what? On second thought, I'm good as governor. I support Trump and King. And it's like, <gasps> flip side, we're done. So, um, anyway, on that note, I'm going to let you guys go because I have to go get my cousin. I just thought I'd give you that. I will 
do a Christmas Eve show for sure. And I will see you then. Much love. God bless. Keep that script in mind.